You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. Hi, this is Kyle Harris. I am the head of community at Clash. We are a monetization and video sharing app based in West Hollywood. So when we built the app, we did not have the tools to be able to monetize because that requires a lot of technical side on the engineering sides. And we're also dealing with people's money. So that requires a lot of just very meticulous engineering. So that's what we've been working on for the past, I would say, six months is trying to figure out how exactly to do that appropriately. But yes, to go back to the point, we did start as a video sharing app with monetization in mind. And we are getting to a point now where we are about to roll out within the next, I would say, three or four months, the actual monetization features, which will allow any creator to come on the app, make content. And if they grow a fan base, those fans can then tip and they can earn. And before now, what did success look like for a creator? What are some examples that, of success creators have experienced? And then once you turn on the monetization, what is your hope as a, as a company that creators will experience as a sign of success? I would say in terms of success for creators, before the monetization, they were looking at video views and following. So we had a girl named Femi who is a uh, black creator and she's a wonderful editor and so just so funny. She started with Zero, a very organic creator, and she has since within the last three months gained 2,000 followers on our app. That's so cool. Yeah, it's great because for us, nobody really knew who she was and now she's got 2,000 people who are following her and just enjoying her videos. So my hope for her is that as the head of community, I can eventually lead her into a place where she can start earning full-time on Clash. So essentially, that's what the future of success looks like, that she goes from getting these followers and now she could be living full-time on creating the content. Talk to me about community building. What does your day-to-day look like? And what are kind of the core principles you lead by as the head of community? So for me with Clash, I've been on a lot of different social media apps. And one of my biggest complaints is that there's no direct line between creator and the team that works on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, it's, just, it, it's just so hard to get in touch with anybody. So my way of leading a Clash is to be very transparent and very open. We actually have a Discord channel where I have brought in some of the top creators from Clash and we allow them to beta test. We allow them to know everything that's going on aside from you know funding and things like that. But I just try to be as, as transparent as I can and to take as much feedback from the creators as I can because you know they are the ones who are going to be using the app. 
Hi, this is Cole Mora with LATech.org. I'm an advisor who focuses on startup strategy and growth in the area. We are the hub of public-private interaction in the Los Angeles tech ecosystem. I'm based in Hermosa Beach. Well, so for me, there are the stats that I've been learning with the venture scene that I'm trying to build and, and trying to be a contributor to. We graduate more engineers every year than any other city in the country. Like you would think maybe SF, but no, it's Los Angeles, right? I mean, LA doesn't really have to introduce itself to anyone, right? It's, it's a globally known city. And yet it's amazing to me, I guess, from an entrepreneurial standpoint and a business standpoint, that it's still in my mind, and I think in many opinions, yet unrealized, right? Like that mm-hmm. there's still, it's a global force, but from a, maybe from a venture standpoint or a startup standpoint or a founder, whatever tech standpoint, it's still well on its way. It's not even close to where it can be. I generally don't buy into the whole like SF or Silicon Valley is dead tweets. I think it's less an or and more an and. Like Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley will continue to exist and LA can be a powerhouse. And, you know, Austin or Miami or all these other places that people seem to have hot takes about, like, I think that you can see entrepreneurship grow everywhere. And for LA specifically, like, I don't know. I just look at it like, what doesn't it have, right? I think that if you feel claustrophobic in Silicon Valley, you can look at this expansive, beautiful region of Los Angeles that offers deserts and mountains and skiing and beaches. It offers like just a rich cultural tapestry, amazing food, amazing entertainment. I mean, all the things that we love about it, right? And the fact that like, again, if you feel maybe boxed in in Silicon Valley, like you can be in LA and still be 50 minutes away from another part of LA and not just because of traffic. (laughs) And so- I just think that there's this energy about it. And I think that the fact that there is kind of this, like it's a city made up of a bunch of distinct towns with their own flavor. I think that actually leads to a lot of creativity, a lot of exchange of ideas, a lot of differences in culture, which are so important in this case. And yeah, so from an entrepreneurial standpoint, like not only is the quality of life there, but I think that you just have this ecosystem that's really conducive to innovation and like challenging of ideas in a really productive way. So that's like my YLA. Did I answer the second part of the question? I want to make sure I get to that as well. What do we do during this pandemic? Like, how do we feel a sense of community? I feel like this applies to every city around the world. It's not exclusive to LA, but LA has this really pre-pandemic. It has this really beautiful, like connective culture. You were asking me before we started recording, like how kind of the LA tech ecosystem came to be. And so there was an LA tech ecosystem probably in the 80s, something I'm not aware of. Right. And then something went away. Again, I'm not privy to all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in the 2000s, there was an investor. There were like 20 of us and we'd hang out at his place in Venice and we'd have like barbecues at his house. And yeah. that was LA Tech. And then in, yeah. I believe it was 2009. At that point, maybe it was like 60 people and we all fit in a photo at South by Southwest and it was dope. And that was LA Tech. That was, that was LA Tech. <laughs> and then South Southwest. Right. And then, and then like just step by step. So like we have this you. really connective culture of like barbecues and like beach volleyball and like yeah. co-working spaces. And then in this pandemic, we have it's Zoom. It's taken from us. Right? Yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> so, know what? Yeah. No, it's, it's a great question. I feel like it's applicable everywhere. But with LA, maybe there's a special kind of flair to it. I have found that like people make the most of the situation they're in, right? We're really resilient as just a species, I suppose, a hallmark of ours. I would call it an approximation of what community maybe has been. 
But I do think there's legitimacy to the online communities people have built. And just because you can talk to someone from around the world doesn't mean that there's not a resonance of talking to someone via Zoom in Los Angeles, right? right. Like there's kind of a kinship, even right now, right? We're on Zoom. Right. Like, I know you're in LA, like, I know you're right, you know, over there. Somewhere. Right. That kind of makes me feel happy and connected to this community. Mm. Um, I think that there's been this, when you can't be in person, when you can't gather, and hopefully that changes soon, but like. I just think that people are going to move online and make the most of the tools they have. Like the community that I feel proud of having built so far with the DealFlow Roundtable and the Black and Latinx Founders Forum right. and with latech.org has been done almost, if not entirely remotely, right? Mm-hmm. And I've met amazing people like you. Like we've never met in person and yet I feel close. Like you sent a welcome video when I first connected with mm-hmm. you and that was so sweet and so thoughtful and it made me smile for the entire day. My name is Josh Gutman. I'm the founder of Donut Labs, and I help the Caltech ecosystem create great companies. I'm based in Santa Monica. The biggest, I think, gain for students of trying to been trying to help them get internships at startups in the area. You know, some of them just passing in local stuff like Idea Lab companies, but just even get a sense of what's available to them. What are other alums from Caltech even doing to see that it's a possibility? I've brought in a few speakers to Caltech to talk to students to kind of go over their own experiences. You know, these are all alums. So their experiences, I think, will hopefully resonate really well with current students. And then I've just been trying to build a little bit more of an alumni network for people who have started companies to kind of interact with each other, interact with students. And I know you're really big on like creating big startup communities. And I kind of am envious of how confidently you can kind of bring that all together. But for me, you know, I still think it's like missing, even if it's not my pure skill set to kind of keep, keep it all together. It's tough. You mentioned Idea Labs. Of course, I know what that is. But just for everybody listening that doesn't know what that is, tell us about Idea Labs. Yeah. So Idea Lab, I guess, is the, I don't think they refer to them themselves as this, but they're like one of the first pure like startup incubators. Bill Gross is a Caltech alum from, I think, the early 80s. And he had an education software company back then that did really well. And he decided he had all the other ideas he wanted to work on and he needed to like hire people to go work on them because he had too many ideas. And that's kind of where the birth of Idea Lab was. And I think they've started over 180 something companies or maybe it's over 200 now, including a lot of successful companies during like the dot-com era. And they have a lot of companies in the energy space. There's one Heliogen that I think is going to be hiring a ton over the next year that's trying to like fuelify hydrogen is my understanding of it. So basically they're going to use solar power to create like hydrogen fuel cells that they can ship, you know, all over. And just like a barrel of oil, they're just going to ship hydrogen. And then the other one that I, I really like is a company called Energy Vault that is trying to make giant batteries where the storage is just by lifting heavy concrete blocks way up in the air. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.